think it's an important topic. It's January. It's Cervical Health Awareness Month, uh, and that means that if you are female and have a cervix, um, that you could be at risk for cervical cancer. And there's a lot where we can do to be proactive. You and I talked uh, last week about the well visit, and this is the women's wellness visit. Uh, some of your listeners know it as the PAP, P-A-P, uh, visit uh, for wellness screenings. And it's a uh, gynecologic exam that's your primary care provider. Uh, we as family docs do many of these. I had several that I did yesterday in the office. Uh, and there are important exams that are screening for cervical cancer. And so that's what I wanted to talk about the, today. More than 14,000 females in the United States are diagnosed with invasive cervical cancer each year. Uh, it's preventable, and we've got a vaccine that can help uh, certainly uh, promote and prevent uh, this uh, prevented uh, disease, and the screenings are very important. Uh, and a lot of women say, oh, I don't need that. I feel fine. Uh, but, you know, Ray, this can be a very quiet uh, disease, a disease that is not apparent um, like some of the other different cancers that we have talked about over the years. Uh, this can be a quiet one. And so you might not even know uh, that you have it. And a very simple uh, gynecologic exam and what we call a PAP test, which is very easy to do, can certainly help uh, keep that, uh, um, keep you reassured. What's happened over the last several years is that the screening um, ages have changed a little bit. I remember Ray starting out in practice, uh, you know, 30 uh, plus years ago, and we did pap tests every year on folks, um, starting sometimes at the age of 13 or 14. We now know that the very first pap in a female for a cervical exam should be at the age of 21. Uh, no matter what their background is, 21 is the age that we as providers begin to have those conversations. And typically, if that exam is normal, we go every three years uh, with that pap test up to the age of 30. So between 21 and 30, every three years, if the exam is normal, um, and then at 30, uh, we typically go every five years, uh, as long as we're checking for the HPV virus and we're actually doing the PAP. And that was very difficult and continues to be challenging for a lot of women to say, gee, you're not going to test my cervix every year like we've done years back, when in fact the studies have shown uh, that as long as we're keeping track and checking every five years and your exam results are negative, uh, that we're safe to do so. And so that has truly altered some of the GYN care that we do in the office over the last uh, several years. But lots to do with regards to prevention and good health when it comes to cervical cancer. With us is Dr. Debbie Play, Cleveland Clinic, Akron General. It is Cervical Health Awareness Month. Debbie, risk factors. One, let's talk about what they are, risk factors. And number two, how do I reduce the risk or how should women reduce the risk of cervical cancer? Yeah, great question, uh, Ray. You know, our, our first uh, item on this list is anyone who has a cervix. And why that becomes important is because years ago, we used to do hysterectomies and the uh, gynecologist would keep the cervix in. So the body of the uterus was removed, but the cervix remained. And those women need to be tested. And sometimes it's not clear. So sometimes it's important for us to search records um, or to have a conversation with the patient and really look to see does that cervix remain or not. Typically, with a hysterectomy now, the cervix is 
uh, removed. But not always. So it's an important conversation to have. So you need to have a cervix to be at risk. Uh, usually anyone who's over the age of 30. We know between 21 and 30, Ray, that that HPV virus can clear itself, and therefore the risk can be lower. And so anybody over the age of 30 tends to be at a little bit higher risk. We also know that there can be an association with smoking. Back to smoking, another link to a risk that can be preventable. Um, and so that's important. Uh, anybody who's had an abnormal path can be at risk. And so that comes with all sorts of different pathways in how we uh, take care of an abnormal path. And so if you've had an abnormal path, you need to be followed closely. Um, and um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, and then the one thing that I was looking at, Ray, is can this be inherited? Can you inherit cervical cancer if your mother had cervical cancer? And typically not. You can inherit perhaps the tendency, but not the actual uh, uh, cancer itself. Um, and so if there's a family history, still very important to make sure that you are being screened. We tend to stop screening right, for this at about age 65 years young, uh, depending on risk factors. So if been, your paps have been normal throughout your 30 to 60, 65 years, at 65 we tend to uh, discuss and negotiate stopping those uh, screenings unless there's something there that we are following. Debbie, the HPV virus is kind of common among women, but few women get the cervical cancer compared to the virus. I bring that up because how much sexual activity has to do with risk factors pertaining to the virus being passed along and cervical cancer. Does, can, does sexual activity have a role here? Sure, absolutely. When we talk about risk, uh, the other a woman who's at risk potentially could be someone with multiple partners or a partner with HPV. And sometimes, Ray, they don't even know they carry the virus. And so that's why we are offering that vaccine at the age of 11 or 12 up to the age of 45 for both men and women. So we do a lot of this vaccine as our young men go off to, when they graduate from high school, they're going off to jobs, off to college. Uh, we are looking at not only vaccinating our females, but also vaccinating our males. Um, and again, that recently in the last couple of years has been extended age 45. It used to just go up to the age of 26. So it tells you how important it is that this virus really be addressed and that one should really be proactive in preventing. But the HPV virus has many, many strains. There are a few strains that tend to be much more dangerous. Um, you know, there's 16 and 18 on a cervix that can become extremely uh, dangerous and can promote cervical cancer. Um, and again, this is very quiet. This is not something always that you're going to be aware of. And so uh, the vaccine becomes very, very important to do somewhere between 11 and 45. And obviously, Ray, we like to get our young people vaccinated. So as they go on to their lives after high school, um, that they are protected. And again, multiple partners can put you at higher risk. When we talk about lowering our risk, we've talked about the screenings, 21 years and up. We've talked about the vaccine, uh, and I've discussed with you that smoking does put you at risk. So not smoking or quitting smoking can lower your risk. And, you know, watching uh, partner-wise, uh, less partners, less risk with mm -hmm. regards to this. And, and, Debbie, to go full spectrum on the on the topic of, 
of Cervical Health Awareness Month and, and talking about cervical cancer. Uh, what's the latest as far as treatment for cervical cancer? Have we made some good strides on this if we get the early diagnosis? Uh, we have, and I think your uh, point there is the early diagnosis. Uh, I have a patient who just recently had her uterus and cervix removed because that cervical cancer was advancing. And so, you know, that's the uh, potentially the ultimate treatment is removal of that cervix. But there's a lot that we do between diagnosis and uh, certainly removal of the cervix. Um, and so there are uh, multiple treatments that can go on right at the level of the cervix. Um, and a lot of biopsies may occur, um, but we are able to work with it. But it does need, Ray, continued monitoring uh, because just when you think you have that treated, we can find that there can be recurrence, just like any other cancer. It's very, very important um, to uh, surveil uh, with a diagnosis. I do think, Ray, it's, uh, another important thing to say is along with that vaccine early, uh, condoms are very, very important. So any kind of a barrier method is the term that we use to protect that cervix, uh, and the transmission of the virus is very, very important. 